Welcome to No Red Pen, the podcast that helps teachers make the most of educational technology in the classroom. I'm your host, Tom Mullaney. Today, we're going to talk about Google Docs updates that teachers can use to amplify student voice. Let's go. So as someone who follows what Google Workspace and Google Workspace for Education do fairly closely, I can say that in most of the Google Workspace apps, that you as a teacher use with regularity, such as Classroom, Google Forms, Google Slides, Google Sites. There have not been a lot of updates lately. So there's been a lot of updates in the early phases of the pandemic, 2020, 2021, and lately there have not been many updates with one glaring exception, and that's Google Docs. And with Google Docs as part of what Google calls Smart Canvas, Google Docs has had updates They are so frequent and far-reaching, and I think some of them have a lot of application in education, and some of them really don't. But it keeps updating. Almost every week, we hear about a new feature as part of Smart Canvas in Google Docs. Now, I used to tell teachers that it was so sad, and I talked about this in Episode 9, about going beyond HyperDocs. In Episode 9, I talked about how I used to tell teachers that we'd go to conferences, we'd do ed camps, and we'd all be inspired to do creative, great things with technology. And then, especially me as an ed tech coach, you know, you stop by a classroom here, a classroom there, week, week, two weeks later, and what is everybody doing? They're all in Google Docs. And I used to say, hey, maybe we should just ban Google Docs, you know, force teachers to get creative. Well, obviously, once you get a pandemic, you can't talk like that. We're going to do what's the simplest and easiest thing to do. And I think Google gave up. And when I say they gave up, they started stopped trying to sell innovation so much in other workspace products and just said, you know what? Our users use Docs, so let's get innovative there. And that's what's happened. And what's happening is Google Workspace is saying, look, when users use Google Docs, they're not doing it to click file, print, and have people read the printed page. When users use Google Docs, their readers are doing it on a screen. And so it's transitioning from a word processing program or app, and it's still word processes, but it's becoming an interactive digital experience. We see this, for example, sure, smart chips, right? If you printed up something and you printed the smart chips, they wouldn't really make sense on the printed page. But in the digital Google Doc, you see that icon and you know immediately, oh, that's a YouTube video. Oh, that's a map location. That's a Google Doc, whatever it might be. You also see that in preview panels where students can watch a YouTube video, read another Google Doc, or view a Google Slides presentation with its speaker notes inside of a Google Doc, right? Those are called preview panels. They are wonderful. And so you're getting interactivity and engagement in a way that just a word processor would not do. Uh, Another example of this is Pageless Docs. To be honest, I'm not a huge fan of Pageless Docs, but that's an admission that, hey, we don't need page boundaries because we're not printing. Now, personally, when I make a Google Doc, I like to have those page boundaries. It's probably because I grew up with page boundaries, but Pageless Docs is 
definitely a signal. Hey, we realize that no one is printing these things anymore. It's all on the web. So why have boundaries of you know page borders be a boundary for users? Um, so love seeing that these are becoming interactive digital experiences. And there are two updates that really, really uh, speak to this. And they are very recent. And the first one is emoji reaction. So you know how in Docs, if you select with your mouse any word or image, you're going to get two buttons. You're going to get the comment button and the comment button you see in, you can see it in sheets and in slides and in drawings. But you also get the suggestion button, which is unique to Google Docs. Well, they've added a third button. And that third button is the emoji reaction button. And I want you to think about your students' experience in Google Workspace. How often are they able to truly express themselves? Well, now they can use emoji reactions, which talk about expressing yourself. We'll talk more about that in a minute. The other is drop-down menus. So now you, as the user, can create and edit drop-down menus in Google Docs. So let's talk about how these pertain to student voice. And I have a blog post. I'll link the blog post in the show notes. But I have a blog post that kind of walks you through this. Now, when we talk about collaborative assignments, and in Google Docs, I'll say this, Google Docs is not meant for whole class collaboration under no circumstances. Real, I, I just wouldn't. I don't want to throw 30 students into a Google Doc. I think that's a formula for, cha for chaos. What I can do in a Google Doc is have a small group, three, five, seven participants work collaboratively in a Google Doc. That, I think, is great. And I can do, students can edit in classroom. I can differentiate, so it's just those five students. And if I have to recreate that assignment for other groups, I would just use the reuse post button and click make a new copy of the attachment and do that. It's not the quickest way to do it. It would be nice if we had groups in Google Classroom, but you get my drift. So in collaborative docs, that's where you can have your small groups using emoji reactions to, to convey their opinions about certain things in the doc all right you could have all sorts of good things that students can do with this they if there's different options that a group is considering then the participants use the emoji reactions right you can have a, a group of students annotate an opinion piece with emoji reactions so uh, you know for each sentence or for whatever sentences the students feel like bam add an emoji reaction uh, students can give each other feedback uh, on a brainstorm with emoji reactions. Uh, if you want to do peer feedback, hey, emoji reactions, bam, nice and quick. You can also just use emoji reactions as a vote counter. So, all right, if you like it, thumbs up emoji, bam. And, you know, however many, you know, whatever has the most thumbs up is the option we go, to go with. Now, a couple things to think about. When you add an emoji reaction, what happens is that is registered and then when other folks want to add either the same or similar, they click on that emoji reaction and they actually, if they hover over it, they see all the people. So if there's five thumbs up, you'll see the list of names of who those five are. There's also a button to add different emoji reactions. So you can have all sorts of emoji reactions for the same line of text or whatever it might be. Now, one thing to keep in mind with this is that Poop is an emoji. There's a cursing emoji, although the cursing emoji, you know, doesn't have any curses on it. I think we want our kids to be digital citizens, right? I think this is a perfect opportunity to practice digital citizenship 
And honestly, adults are using these emoji all the time. They're doing it in Slack, in Slack rooms, wherever it may be in their online spaces. So why not expose our students to these skills early and in low stakes ways, right? So I think that that's totally fine, but that's just something you wanna know. Additionally, because you have a small group, students don't have that huge audience to do things that are purposefully kind of attention getting. Uh, so again, as long as you keep your group small, I think you'll be fine with that. So that's emoji reactions. I like it because it's genuine self-expression inside a Google Doc, and we just don't see that a ton in Workspace, and I'm happy to see them go in that direction. Very, very nice. I hope they kind of incorporate emoji reactions into Classroom at some point in, in some manner similar to this, but we'll see. Now, there's also these dropdowns. So the dropdowns are fantastic. They are a really nice tool. Now, what I'm seeing from Google is emphasizing typing that at key to get a dropdown. So you type the at, and then if you scroll down a long list, all the way at the bottom is dropdown. Um, you can also start typing at and then DRO and you'll get dropdown, but just use insert. Insert menu, dropdown. And what happens is you can now, they have a preset ones. So there's project status and review status. Now for, if there is a project that your kids are working on, this is great. You can definitely use them but there's also a plus new dropdown option. And that is really, really nice. Um, you then can create your own right there. And so you can create scales, you can customize the options. So you can make, you know, whatever color, you know, if there's a yes, no, maybe, yes could be a green background with white text and you know, no could be a red background with white or black text. You, you choose all that stuff. Just make sure that you have enough color contrast between your button color or the, you know, the background and the text color because otherwise it, just, it doesn't look very good. Um, you can use the WebAIM color contrast checker to kind of check the hex code, the six character alphanumeric code that uh, you know, each web color has. I don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole, but you get my point. You can kind of customize it, which is really nice. Uh, imagine if you had a drop down for, I don't know, teams or something like that, and you could make the different buttons represent the color schemes of different teams. It'd be, you know, you can do all sorts of cool stuff. Um, I would, I, I'll give you an example. So let's say you have a study guide and that study guide has nine options and students have to complete six to complete the study guide. Well, maybe you put a little drop down next to each option, you know, definite yes, maybe, definite no, to help students kind of sort which options they're considering, right? Um, you can do that. You can use drop downs at the end of an assignment to have students give their feedback. You know, I struggled with this assignment. This assignment was engaging. You know, they can drop down. Now, the cool thing is, is that at the very bottom of every dropdown you create, there's a plus add edit options. There's a plus add edit options button. And what that means is that if in the choices you've given students, you haven't encapsulated their thoughts, well, they can just click add and then they can type what they wanna say there for that dropdown. That is so nice. Talk about empowering student voice. Um, you know, you could use this to have students rate their understanding of a lesson, so many things. Another thing you can do is you can copy paste these drop downs so you can put them all over the place 
but that means that you can build a rubric right in Google Docs and just be able to copy paste, you know, five, four, three, two, one, whatever it may be right there. So building rubrics directly in Google Docs is now a lot easier thanks to the drop-down menus. Um, really, really nice stuff. And again, think about what a document has been. Typically a very passive material where students just read. Now they can add their reactions. They can rate things using drop-downs. This is an interactive digital experience now, not just word processing. Oh, this is so good. So what do you think? Are, will you be using drop-downs and emoji reactions to amplify student voice? What do you think about all these new updates? How will you be using them? Please tweet at me, at Tom E. Mullaney. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was useful. If it was, please feel free to uh, rate and review uh, in Apple Podcasts. That would be wonderful. And if you are looking for some professional development around using Google Docs, Google Workspace, and innovative ways with your students, please go to TomMullaney.com slash consulting. And there you can get in touch with me. If you go to TomMullaney.com slash podcast, you can see the show notes for this episode and previous episodes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful and safe rest of your school year.